0: 12 questions. This is Anna Valenzuela and I'm doing the podcast solo. Here we go. Uh, I'm having a great time. Um, School is crazy and I'm crazy. So it's great. Uh, And I'm going to do again a little paraphrase of our clarity statement. Basically, 12 questions podcast is a podcast for uh is not just a podcast for people in programs in 12-step programs. We are a podcast that is for everyone who might be curious. Uh we are not affiliated with any 12-step organizations of any kind. So AANA, uh C A uh Video Game Anonymous that exists. Uh on any of that. So We're just out here having a good conversation, asking deep questions of interesting people. And I am so excited for our guest this week because she's my hero. You've heard all about her on the podcast. I mean, you're kind of like the most quoted person on this podcast. I have to say you were like, you were the most quoted person on this podcast. Who are we speaking with today? My name is Kathy C. Miss Kathy C my hero, the person who handles all my craziness. You just listened to 20 minutes of me babbling about a dumb crush I have. I'm the worst, but we're not gonna make this about me. We're gonna make this about you. You're one of my heroes. And I'm so excited to talk to you. So how do you experience surrender
1: in your life? Well, generally, before I surrender, I fight a lot with it. And I have a friend who says that like her hand, her like hands are usually bloody by the time she lets go of something and that's how it is with me you know uh recently I quit vaping in <laughs> October me and chat me, and, uh, yeah, me
0: Anna, and we did it together
1: <laughs> and it's just you know it's really been difficult yeah and I have been working on not doing sugar because you know in addition to you know addiction to chemicals. You know, I I also recognize that I have an addiction to sugar. And so um, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. And it's just every day I just say, okay, God, I'm giving you this. And um, I'm more successful some days than others. The vaping part I I have let go of. I haven't vaped since I think it's October 14th. Yeah. The sugar is more of a struggle and more, it's more difficult. I mean, obviously, because you got to take food out every single day. Yeah. I can perfectly not vape. I can perfectly not do drugs. Right. But um, you know, the sugar is, you know, it's on every corner for the love of God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The struggle is real with the sugar. Yeah. Yeah. And I we had just last week had a fabulous guest who's in a food program. And she the like the way she was talking about it, I was like, oh, it's it's addiction. It is addiction. Addiction is a thing between our ears and it doesn't really care what it gets its hands on
1: exactly whatever whatever it is
0: (laughs) whatever it is and like i i I love that you're talking about vaping like that because i mean we we always say like you quit the thing that's killing you first like there's nothing that scares me more than a newcomer who's like i'm going raw vegan and i'm quitting caffeine and i'm gonna stop smoking and i'm like
1: dude you just quit heroin (laughs) i know it's like the newcomers that i that i come in contact with you know what don't worry about smoke, right. smoke your brains out right now. Right. Yeah. You've got like, you know, 63 days. Just smoke. chill. It's okay.
0: Chill. Yeah. And you're, you know, I think what's awesome is that you have, uh, do you mind sharing how much time you have?
1: Um, I have 33 years.
0: Just 33 years. You have 33 years. And sometimes you text me. I want to vape so fucking bad.
1: I do. Sometimes <laughs> I do. I do too. Just,
0: because, you know, the reason
1: that I vaped is because it worked.
0: It uh, it really hits two disease centers in my brain too it's like yeah. it's the it's the smoking it's the nicotine part the mm-hmm. stimulant part and it's the uh the food part because it tastes like food
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and and it, it is um a it was a coping skill not a healthy coping skill but it was a coping skill and um i don't know what it was that i mean you had talked about it and you were doing i'm like god damn it because if anna's doing it oh, <laughs> shit man
0: I just had to before I went on my tour because I couldn't I couldn't imagine being in a car for that long and not vaping yeah. and not being nice. So I had to think I had to choose. I was like, do I want to do this tour or do I want to vape all day?
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it hasn't killed me, but it, you know, some days are harder than others. And I it just it's like, OK. Yeah.
0: And I wasn't feeling good either. I was feeling tired all the time because I wasn't getting enough
1: oxygen in my blood. Oh.
0: Because the way I vape is you've seen it. Yeah, I have. It's epic. It's epic. <laughs> I have a good time. Um but I, I think it speaks to like how the insanity of the disease can just like show up anytime. Anytime, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere, any place. Like what's been the most insane moment you've had in or out of recovery?
1: The most insane? Oh my god, in or out of recovery? Shit, that's really difficult. Um when I was still using, um, My ex and I were going to this women's music festival, and we had been doing coke for like two days. We're driving up past Yosemite, and we're pulling a fifth wheel. She's got a 23-foot fifth wheel, and she's made a wrong turn, so we have to make a U-turn kind of in the dark in the middle of I don't even know where, and I was freaking out thinking we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die, and the whole, you know, and and she, she did it. But it just, you know, that was insane because I was so high and I just, I couldn't think straight. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think, I just, yeah. And that's, you know, part of why I quit because it's just that insanity just got more and, more and more and more and more and more frequent. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was just, I mean, if I hadn't have been high, I wouldn't have been so freaked out about I was making a U-turn.
0: Oh, that sounds terrifying. It reminds me of. Do you remember the Lucille Ball, Lucy and Desi movie, The Big Big Trailer? Yes, that's what that reminds me of. Yeah, I'm just w- imagining you in a trailer, just like dishes flying everywhere. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was. Yeah, it was so <laughs> fun. It was awful. It was yeah, awful.
0: Yeah, I mean, we do crazy shit. Like I, um, I remember one time we made uh, edibles at home, and um, we used hash oil, oh and I. But they were like, you shouldn't go to that party twenty five minutes away. And I was like, it'll be fine. It won't hit until I get there. And I timed it wrong, and I ended up having to pull over on the side of the road because a construction zone freaked me out. I was yeah. like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I feel like I'm in a video game and I'm gonna crash. <laughs> God,
1: yes, that so familiar. <laughs> yeah. Just so crazy,
0: like. But it speaks to, like, we make such goofy decisions. Like, we make such goofy decisions when we're out there. Like, getting high and driving a fifth wheel, you know, or... I know. It's
1: just, it. it's like, for a long time, I had prided myself on, I could say that I'd done anything sober, I'd done high. And I'm like, is that really a good thing? I don't think it's a good thing to get behind the wheel of a car in a blackout. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's just like stupid stuff like that that I thought was you know some badge of honor. It's like, no, <laughs> it was it was dangerous. It was the,
0: reckless. The druggy badge of honor is always very funny. It's always like it's like, but should you have done that? <laughs> like, right. I don't. I mean. No, I didn't die this time. But skydiving without a parachute, huh? You survived. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. crazy. It's very much the vibe. But like, decision making today is so different. You know, it's very, it's less about like I'm such a badass or I'm so crazy I can do all these things. Like, how do you make decisions today?
1: Well, it depends upon what the decision is. If it's a really life-altering decision, one of the first phone calls I make is to my sponsor. I've been really fortunate; I've had the same sponsor for twenty-seven, almost twenty-eight years. And um, you know, and she's always about you know, okay, you know, where's God? That's her question a lot to me. Where's God? Is where's God? And um, that's a good question because yeah. a lot of time, if the God of my understanding is not a part of my decision-making process, then I'm probably Right. You know, about to do something that maybe isn't a great idea for me. But um, it's usually my sponsor and then, you know, other people, other people that whose opinions I value. Yeah. And um, that's usually how I started with, with my sponsor and then with my other people. Yeah. Who – uh Kind of, you know, go, what are you out of your mind? So. <laughs> or they text you a picture of Mitch
0: McConnell. I've talked about it on the podcast that yes. if either one of
1: us, babe, we have to send
0: a yeah. public donation to Mitch McConnell.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not willing to do that today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: His face is enough to make you want to not do
1: whatever you wanted to do. Exactly. It's not, okay, I won't do it, I won't do, it's it, just I won't not, do it. It's not, yeah.
0: it's not, yeah. The greatest thing about this podcast is I can just fully say that. I couldn't say that in a meeting, but yeah. I can say it here. People might freak out a little Yeah, bit. whatever. Uh, what is the most interesting thing that you've learned about yourself so far?
1: Oh, God. Um, you know, I hadn't really, um, that I am smarter than i gave myself credit for um i'm more resilient than i gave myself credit for um and if i put my mind to just about anything i can probably do it yeah um so yeah it's just you know sometimes life throws a curveball and it's like oh crap you know one of the things i've always subscribed to is that everything is going to be okay Mm-hmm. But sometimes my definition of okay has had to change pretty drastically. Mm. And as long as I'm able to be flexible, it um, it works out okay. Yeah. Because there's, you know, there's been a need for a lot of that in the past few years and just like, yeah. okay, okay, here we go. Yeah. You know, and the other thing is, is I haven't had to do any of the difficult stuff alone. Yeah. And that that has made really a lot of the difference for me you're
0: such a good example of you know there's this concept of like you get enough and i felt this before like you get enough time and you're like oh i'm supposed to have this i'm supposed to i'm supposed to always know what to do in all these situations and i you know i shouldn't ask for help because other people have it worse than me and you are so good at just being like i need help with this and it inspires me and it, it, because it's a huge piece of humility to be like, I need help with this.
1: Well, you know, the thing is, is that um, for me, when my disease, like, you know, when I was diagnosed with cancer, uh, what like almost it's like two years now. I know. I know. Crazy.
0: Crazy. It feels like the longest time and also not the longest time because it was like it's pandemic time. Yeah. So it's both it, fast and incredibly slow.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so when that happened, <clears throat> I was I was freaked out and I didn't know what. I didn't know what to expect and um, it made a difference that I was able to accept the help that was offered, you know, Anna, God bless her. She came and stayed with me after both surgery. She stayed with me every time I had a chemo infusion and, you know, part of me was like, oh, I can't ask her to do that, but she's offering, Yeah, you know, and I, I just had so many people who just said, hey, we're doing this for you. We're doing this for you. And they, and they did it. And it's just like, who am I to say no to? to that and um when i hear that voice as, oh you can't ask for help that for me that's my disease yeah because addiction is a disease of isolation my disease wants me alone mm-hmm. in a dark room mm-hmm. not talking to anybody not answering my phone and um that that's not a good place for this addict um because you know i i don't have to do anything alone and i've learned that um I've learned that and it's, I mean, I've done things by myself that I probably should have asked for help and it, it wasn't, it wasn't as, it didn't turn out as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, nothing, you know, went up in flames, but it got kind of close, so.
0: Yeah. 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 Seems I love you so much. You're the best. Oh my God. How, how honest would you say you are in your life today?
1: Um, I am honest, except when it comes to food I'm still struggling with being completely honest with food. And I have, I'm working with somebody on food and, you know, I recognize that, you know, if I eat sugar that day, she's not going to be disappointed in me, but I'm disappointed in myself. Right. And so I have shame about it. Mm -hmm. And so really, as far as, I mean, it's really food that is really the only thing that I might lie about. Yeah. Um, And again, it's just, it's shame about not get, having it down yet. Having that, you know, like I can, you know, I know I'm not going to pick up, I know I'm not, not going to vape today. Right. I know I'm not going to, you know, get loaded today. Um, I haven't had sugar today. Um, I don't know what time is it. I probably won't. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's there's a part of my brain like, you know what, there's some brown sugar in there. I can you know, and my mind goes like crazy shit like that yeah. because you know, I'm an addict and uh sometimes that's that's where my head goes. Sometimes, yeah. See,
0: I mean the the food thing is so tough because you gotta eat, right? And you gotta be around food. You gotta go to the grocery store. And that's like all the sugar in there. And like there's there is I yeah, I,
1: I just I'm retraining myself. It's like I have, you know, I have an orange, I have oranges, and you know, yeah, sometimes I'll make like a smoothie with some like fresh fruit in it, stuff like that. And but you know, my brain wants that processed sugar. At, on Saturday mornings, I bring a dozen donuts into work every day for oh. my clients, and um, I don't generally eat them, I didn't have one today. Um, but it's, man, it's tempting. I don't even look at, I just say, okay, this is what I want. They, they close up the box. I put it in the, you know, in the group room Mm -hmm. and then, um, I don't even look in the box. Yeah. And then I go, okay, who's taking the rest of the donuts and God bless them. Every week, one of my clients, I'll take them. Oh, that's so
0: good. "Good."
1: So get them the hell out of here, please. I
0: love it when people get a little time. There's nothing funnier than a meeting with a bunch of old timers and a cake. Because nobody wants that cake. Yeah. Nobody wants that cake. We don't, nope, nope. We're all, none of us want to be up in the middle of the night eating that cake. We don't want to be thinking about the cake in the middle of the night. Right. Please don't bring the cake home. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, you know, I wish that, and it's different because it's an intolerance, right? But like, I remember being like, I can't, you were sponsoring me when I was like, I can't eat wheat anymore. I can't eat gluten anymore. Because I'll, I'll shit my pants. Right. I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. And and I, and I, the biological feedback is so handy. So I wonder, like, but with sugar, it's different. Well, I mean,
1: I know that I feel really crappy the next day. Because I have gone, like, a week without sugar. I've gone, like, two weeks without sugar. Um And then, but then when I have sugar, I just feel, I feel crappy the next day. Yeah. And so you know, you would think that would help, but it doesn't. Cause in the, in the moment, you know, there's that impulse just like, Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally. What is your, I mean, that is an experience, like giving up something like that can bring up a lot of fear and anxiety. How do you experience fear and anxiety today?
1: Um, one of the things that's happened since I've been not vaping and since I've been working on sugar is a lot of childhood stuff I've worked I've done a lot of work in all the trauma and all that stuff but it's just like you know what I've learned is that um recovery from trauma it's like a spiral and stuff gets kicked up sometimes and it's just I'm another point on it and I'm at another point on the spiral and I can feel I'm anxious because my sleep gets disturbed Mm. um I'm a little irritable um, I have a difficulty concentrating. Um, and so I just got, oh wait, that's what's going on. And so one of the things that I do is I write poetry and, um, that's part of how I process it and I talk about it with people that I can talk about it with.
0: You're a super talented poet too. Why? thank you so I much. I want you to like submit to be published cause you're like a beautiful
1: poet. Thank you. And, um, I'm one of those people that has outside help. Um, Because for me, it it helps. It really helps to go in and be able to talk to somebody every other week who can't tell anybody anything. Yeah. She can't say anything to anybody. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, it's cool. I love, I love that. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. That's how I do my fear and anxiety. And the other thing about fear is that, um, you know, I am really close to submitting all of my hours so I can become licensed. Yes. Therapist. And. There's a part of me that is freaking out. Yeah. Oh god, yes. And um it's just it's just fear. It's you know, there's also a fear of success anonymous. Yes. I didn't know if you knew that. Yes. But um I mean I'm not
0: There's like it's there. like success and under earners, right? And then there's um debtors anonymous. Yeah,
1: I know about that one. There's all the anonymouses. Yeah. So, um, cause I have like a lot of people, I have imposter syndrome. They're going to find out that I have no idea what I'm doing. Yes. I have a master's degree. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. But you know, my, my head will tell me, you know what? You've been faking it for all this time. No, you're a really good therapist. <laughs> you're a really good clinician. I mean, you know, intellectually, you know, I know that, but, um, it's just, you know, it's, it's
0: the fear. You know, there's that. There's a, a question in one of the one of the recovery books about like, um, do you see yourself as utterly inconsequential with no impact on the people around you, or do you see yourself as the biggest monster that ever existed?
1: I am. Yeah, I'm. No, and I'm like,
0: no. I'm always like, yes. <laughs> That's my answer yes to that. Yes. There's, a, I guess, I, I had a, I was working with a sponsor the other day, and she was like. I don't get this question. I was like, nobody gets it up top. And I'm like, it's basically, are you an egomaniac with imposter syndrome?
1: And I I don't, I mean, I know that I do have effect on people around me, but I'm not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Right. I love that. I love that. What is your character defect that you struggle to put down the most?
1: Um, (laughs) Wow. Um, Probably being judgmental. Probably yeah. Probably being judgmental. Because um, I am super, super talented at that.
0: Well, you're very, here's the thing, is you're very dry and you're very funny. That's like, you're very, that's kind of like attracted me to you as a sponsor, is you would sit by the door with, with our friend <laughs> Janet. Yeah. And then um, you guys would just like say little things and they would be wildly funny. And... Um, and so you bring humor into your life. You do bring humor into your life, which is a good thing.
1: Oh yeah, my yeah. humor has saved my life so many times. Right, right. Absolutely.
0: But it can, yeah, yeah.
1: It, and I, I and it's just like sometimes I, I'll say something. I'm like, God, why did you say that? That's so mean. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, um, I I really I try to temper it. Yeah. It just it just depends, you know, because some people just bug. But, you know, I, in a perfect world, I will, um, I can, uh, recognize that I don't like something about somebody and I don't necessarily have to say anything about it. That's true. But.
0: And sometimes you gotta just like, you just look at your friend and be like, "Mm," get a little side eye going Mm -hmm. on.
1: And she knows exactly what I'm thinking.
0: I mean, it's, yeah, we don't always have to say something. I, I think too, that. I love that you're talking about that because there's this – I was talking to a friend of mine who has uh, a little over a year. So he's not new, but he's, you know, not – time doesn't equal recovery, but it sure doesn't hurt. It's just a practice, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think, like, early in recovery, I used to think that um, there was a finish line, and I would cross this finish line, and I would be so serene, and I would never – I would never act out on any of my character defects again and I would just like be perfect and know exactly how to handle everything and my hair would never be frizzy and I would get abs. Like, I don't know what I was expecting,
1: right? But what I love about you is you keep it real
0: and you're just like, yeah, struggle with that. You know what
1: I mean? I mean, and there's certain things that I believe that, you know, we all have certain things that we're going to struggle with forever. Yeah. It's just like, you know, we do step seven and the stuff gets lifted for a bit.
0: Yeah, And then it comes
1: back and it's just like, okay, I get to do this again. And, you know, it's okay.
0: Yeah. It's okay. It's totally okay. It's totally okay. It's it's wild. It's random. But, you know, as long as we recognize it, make amends and like move forward. And I, I think that's where the spiritual finish line stuff comes from is a lack of personal forgiveness. I know that's where it came from for me is it was like, well, if I was just perfect, then I wouldn't have to feel like a piece of shit all the time. Right. Because I clearly can't forgive myself. What is your experience of forgiveness in your recovery today?
1: Um, I learned that um, forgiveness doesn't mean I have to have a relationship with that person. Yeah, because there were some people that I had to forgive that they were it was a big ask, you know, that I had to forgive, and um, but I did it not for that person, but for myself. Right. Because I was holding on to this pain and this anger and this hate. And that doesn't serve me. And so, you know, I had to make him, I had to forgive um, my older brother. And um, But I didn't have him in my life again. I just couldn't. He was, you know, he was a practicing addict. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. And um, I think that's sometimes what people, I mean, in my experience of, you know, working with other addicts is like they, they believe that if, I forgive that person. I have to have a relationship with that person. It's like, no, 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 no. They're it's different. Yeah. So, um, and I have I don't know, forgiving myself. I'm just like, oh God, really, I have to forgive myself. <laughs> um, you know, some days I I can and some days it's harder.
0: Yeah. I, I think that like I was talking to a sponsee today about uh, about forgiveness in that in terms of the fourth step it's like writing like acknowledging what our part is in certain situations mm-hmm. and that there are certain situations where it's like we don't have a part right
1: right
0: um because we were victims like truly and then there's some situations where our part is we re-engage with the you know with the dynamic or we you know we stand in the way to get kicked that's why I, I had a sponsor way back when I lived in San luis bispo would be like why do you always stand in the way to get kicked like and um And I think that there is, there's, I think there's a false sense in in our minds and in our society that if we acknowledge what our 50% is or acknowledge that we should forgive somebody, even if they 100% wronged us and we were completely not at fault, that that somehow takes away the severity of what they did. And it doesn't.
1: It doesn't at all. It doesn't at all. It doesn't at all. It's just like, yeah. Um, Because again, it's not about them. It isn't. It's about it's about how, what am I going to do with this thing that happened to me? What yeah. am I going to do? You know, and there's such a thing as post-traumatic stress. And there's a, such a thing as post-traumatic growth. And I can take trauma and I can, you know, it can transform into growth. And for me, that's been, that's been true.
0: I love that post-traumatic growth.
1: Yeah, it's not mine. It's, um, you know, somebody else coined it. Because, you know, when we have, I mean, there are examples of people who, You know, like Elizabeth Smart, you know, she went through something horrific and she has taken that experience and she's shown growth from that. And um, so it's just like, you know, I have been through some traumas in my life and those things have made me a stronger person. They've made me a more compassionate person. Um, And sometimes they've made me an angrier person. But, you know, because of the steps, I can work on that as I need to yeah and um, I feel like feel like I'm a better person
0: you are a person you're like amazing
1: yeah well you're, uh, okay
0: you're totally amazing <laughs> and by the way if you're listening to this and you're like is there a cat purring in the background there it's because is. there is there's a cat who is just like wait a minute are you doing something I would normally ignore you but since you're doing something I definitely need a cuddle
1: yeah this is Toby um, so
0: cute yeah. What's been the weirdest amends you've had to give or receive?
1: You know, I don't even know that I can't remember anybody making amends to me. Do you want me to make amends to you? I'll do it right now. No, no, no. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Um, I don't know. I don't um I made amends to my mother early in my recovery. She was the first person I made amends wow. to. Wow. That's I, a big one. Yeah, and it's it's like I didn't like burned down a lot of stuff. But I was really pissed at my parents because they weren't, like, thrilled with the fact that I'm gay. And um, I was kind of shitty, you know, about that. And um, I wasn't always nice to my mother um, when I was, you know, a grown-up. And um, so I made amends to her. And I remember... Uh, my sponsor at the time, you know, she said, Okay, do step eight and he go, Well, how am I gonna know who 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 I do first? She goes, You'll know. It's true. And so when I was I had the list, I just said, Fuck, it's my mother.
0: Do the I, hard ones first.
1: You know, and I yeah. did it and I don't think she knew what was going on, but that didn't matter really. I just did it and I was like, Okay, I survived that. Yeah. You know, um so yeah, um, It, uh, it helped me feel like I was actually doing the work. Yeah. You know, so it was a good experience for me. I was really, I was grateful.
0: It's where the relief starts to happen in the steps too. It's like when you start finally, you're like, okay, I survived.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and it's, it's like, then we kind of invite other people into our recovery Yeah, because it's like, Hey, I did this thing and I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry that I did this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Another amends. It was a 10th step that I had to do. I had a job and I said something about my boss. <laughs> and it wasn't a very nice thing I said about my boss. I, I was in that. my office. My office door was closed, but somebody heard it. It got back to her. <laughs> and so, yeah, I. I referred to her as a miserable cow. And so, you know, this was just like, like, not too long ago, really. And um, I was like, fuck, my big mouth gets me in trouble one more time. And so being, you know, and the thing is, is that I didn't like this person. But, you know, on the other hand, it's like, that's not the person I want to be. Right. I don't want to be a person that says hurtful things where that person could hear it. Just
0: the like the cringe flush that yeah, and I was just, their, like, just that like oh no.
1: Yeah, and so, <laughs> you know, it went up to like her boss and you know, it's like oh man. But I was able to make a sincere amends to her. Right. And um, you know, I didn't lose my job. I didn't get a write up. Um I was very fortunate and um I have since moved on from that place and i work somewhere else um same company but a different site and um i'm super happy there I'm crushing it i'm just yeah i'm loving it so yeah that's it. the weirdest amends that I was guess.
0: very fun that was <laughs> i remember that happening you just be like whoo <laughs> how you doing <laughs>
1: God. talk about embarrassing it's I mean, so
0: embarrassing yeah. it's so and i've definitely stuck my foot it's like i found a way like that a situation like that for me is finding a way to stick a foot in my mouth and then the other one up my ass at the yeah. same time. Just yeah. like how did I, how did I find a way to just make myself so uncomfortable and somebody else so uncomfortable? I got to make this right. Yeah, but I think it's entirely human.
1: It is. It yeah. is. And um, I'm just grateful that I have the steps and to guide me and say, yeah. hey, hey, knucklehead, you, that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Go make that right. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Done that.
0: Ugh. Yeah. Um, speaking of ten steps, yes. What is your daily practice for keeping your head screwed on straight? Like, what's your what's your daily spiritual practice?
1: Um, I meditate most mornings, um, and uh, I have like a really sweet, active dog, and some days it's hard to meditate. Because she wants to kiss me and she's all, all up in my face. And so if I need to, I put her outside. But I sit for like about 10 minutes nice. and I do a meditation. And then um, usually in the shower, I do um, the the third step prayer from AA. I don't do AA, but yeah. I love that prayer. It's a good prayer. And um, I just, you know, okay, God, here we go. And just, you know, help me, help me do today. Sometimes I will write down a prayer to God if I feel I need to, just kind of like, you know, show me what you want me to do today. Help me do it. Um, and help me be aware of, the pre- of your presence in my life. Right. Because I, I gave up trying to define God, and I just really on a daily basis try to experience God in my life, and that works out a lot better for me. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, ah. 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 That is, and we keep using the word God. And if you've, if you're listening, like God is just a word for like higher power to both of us. It's not
1: like, yeah, it's there's not like God, there's no, you know, yeah, so. there's no dogma attached <laughs> yeah. to the God of my understanding. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to explain it. And, um, I just know that there's something bigger than me that yeah. helps me when I ask for it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. And speaking of which, well, I think that's kind of the 11th question, but like, like, what's your relationship with your higher power like If it, like in that experience?
1: Well, I went to, I did, I always say I did 12 years of hard time in Catholic school. And it <laughs> was hard time for me because, you know, I knew pretty early on that I was different. I knew pretty early on that I was gay. Mm-hmm. And they are not into that. No. And um, I struggled for a really long time with having to have a God. I was pissed. I mean, I got into program because I couldn't stop doing drugs. I got into program because I wanted to stop doing drugs. Mm-hmm. And you know, then you guys tell me I've got to do the god part and I'm like, it's f- entirely rude. Yeah, I'm like, fuck <laughs> you guys. You know? But um, you know, I have an amazing sponsor and she just kept saying, "Okay, try this. Okay, try this." Because nothing felt right. The god that, you know, Growing up with religion, it's kind of like I was given a box. It's like, okay, here's God, honey. Here's God. This is what God is, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like none of that made any sense to me. None of that felt true to me. So um, I just kept, you know, banging my head against the wall, against the wall, against the wall. And, you know, what uh, she finally, the last thing that she asked me to do was she goes, all right, you're a writer. Write a letter to God every day. So that's what I started doing for about, I did that for about six or eight months. And I just remember one day I woke up and I felt different. Mm-hmm. I just, I felt like, oh, oh, I get it. I get it now. Mm-hmm. And so um, God wasn't trying to, like you know, make me miserable. God didn't hate me. God wasn't trying to punish me. Because my mantra used to be life's a bitch for a very, very, very long time, and then you die a slow and painful death. <laughs> That was my mantra. (laughs) And I mean, and I had like twenty years clean. You know. I love you so much. (laughs) I think I had like twenty one years before I finally made the connection because what had happened for me was that I would get these kind of little flashes of a contact a conscious contact with the power greater than myself. And now it's there. Yeah. And, you know, a lot's happened since I've been clean. You know, my wife died suddenly 10 years ago. I got cancer. You know, my parents have died. You know, all kinds. Life has happened. Yeah. And um, I didn't get high because I've had enough of a conscious contact with a power greater than myself. Usually uh, by way of the fellowship. Yeah. That has, you know, made it possible for me to not pick up. Yeah. You know, and also the obsession to use was removed from me very, very early on in my recovery. And I'm so grateful for that.
0: Yay. Yeah. So. We reached the last question. Okay. What is one thing you would tell somebody just like you in the world?
1: Um, You know what my friend Janet always says? She calls it program CPR. (laughs) Right foot, left foot, breathe in, breathe out. Don't give up. You know, don't give up before your miracle happens. Yeah. My miracle was that I have a conscious contact with a power greater than myself. Yeah. I had over 20 years before I got that, but you know, I didn't want to have less time than, you know, fill in the blank. We've all got that person. I don't want to have (laughs) less time than that bitch.
0: (laughs) Sometimes it takes that.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, (laughs) and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. I have never, ever gone through something really hard and said, wow, wow. I wish that relapsed over that.
0: No, I never have either. I've never gone through something really hard and been like, you know, it would have been really great as if I was chaotic the way I used to be.
1: Yeah, <laughs> if I mean, I, was like, I wish I'd have, have blown out my life <laughs> over this. Yeah. No.
0: Never thought of that. Never thought of that. I have thought like, I wish I had a cigarette or I wish I had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish yeah, yeah I, wish. I wish I could go get in a fight. Like, there's there's other things that come up. And as far as using goes, that is that was such a gnarly experience that... I don't think I'll ever, it doesn't feel, it, it doesn't feel like it would make anything better.
1: It, God, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I can't, there's no scenario that I can think of that would give me permission to use.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so
1: I'm, I'm super grateful for that. And, you know, why would I give up Anna?
0: Oh, why would I give up Kathy? And all
1: the like other people that I have in my life because of my recovery.
0: It's a good tribe. It's a good tribe of people. I'm
1: super, super lucky. We're both lucky yeah. to have, you know, what we have. Absolutely. We can give it up for anything.
0: I love that. Is there any, um, normally this is like, if it were like an entertainment guest, we would be like, what is your like social media or whatever? Is there any causes or any things you'd like to point people to um, that you would like to promote?
1: No, if you need help, like, you know, call One in LA County and they'll... Help you get into treatment.
0: They will help you get into treatment. They will. It might not be easy. It for sure won't. And it
1: might not be a high-end place. No, it won't. But, um, you know, if you need help. They're out there it's out there yeah yeah and if you can't get into treatment start going to meetings that's how I got clean that's how I've stayed clean me too is going to meetings
0: you don't have to get treatment it's a nice thing I will say I used to be like these kids in their treatment and then I realized wait a minute these kids in their treatment are getting yoga and therapy and they're doing art and doing all these things that took me like 10-15 years to actually acquire in my life and I'm like
1: oh I get it now <laughs> yeah whatever, whatever way you can get recovery, <laughs> go get yourself some,
0: yeah, I love that. I love that, and if you're listening to this podcast, you can find me at Anna v is fun on Twitter, Instagram, um, all the social medias, TikToks. You can find this podcast at Twelve Q Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the social medias. Um, tell your friends about this podcast because, like, we're like super cool, right? Like, we've been here since 2015, baby, a wow. little on and off, a little on and off, but we've been around for a while. So um, let people know about the OG. 12 questions. Okay. We're out here. Um, and how we end this podcast every time. Kathy. Yes. Hey. Nobody's told you this today.
1: I love you. And I love you.
0: Thank you. And if you're listening to this and nobody is told you this today, we
1: love you. We love you. Mwah.